The following podcast is a Dear Media production. And action. Hey everyone, I'm Sarah Gretzky. And I'm Natalie Buck. And together, we are the Net Chicks. We're here to talk anything and everything on screen, including what your favorite celebs are up to. And if you want to know what shows we are absolutely loving and hating, well, thank God, because we will be unpacking for you every single Thursday. So grab your Netflix and some popcorn because the chicks are coming. And scene. Hey, bestie, it's Cammie Crawford. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship. The advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in every Friday for new episodes. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. Okay, spooky sisters, you know what time it is. All right, I need all of my witches and gaggles and goons to come together because today, (laughs) this is not an astrology episode. Today, we're talking about human design and, oh, you guys know I am obsessed. You know I am obsessed. And for some reason, it just makes me feel, I don't know, I feel so powerful and spooky when I'm like talking about these things. I don't know why, because it's like not spooky at all. But something about just like tapping into your most inner, most powerful self feels like defiant. And I like that. Something about human design just feels like magic to me. Anyways, today we have Erin Claire Jones on the podcast. She is a human design expert and she like really taps into human design, dating and human design and the whole nine. So if you are into this as much as I am and you've listened to our episodes before about human design and how human design and astrology cross paths, if you are into all of that shit, all right, listen up because this is going to be an incredible episode for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Relationship, if you are not aware. I'm pretty sure that's why you clicked on it. Welcome back. It's your host, Cammie Crawford. And today, we are talking about one of my favorite new things to discuss, as if I'm a professional at it, which I am not. But today we have Erin Claire Jones, a human design guide and founder of the Human Design Blueprint, which teaches you how to use human design to live your best life. She's been featured in Forbes, Nylon Magazine, Allure, and Vogue. Welcome, Erin, to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be talking about human design as much as possible because, first of all, our listeners know I love talking about astrology. I could talk about astrology until I'm blue in the face, until the cows come home. That's my jam. I am I think I'm more well-versed in that because I've been studying it for longer. But once I learned about human design, using that in combination with astrology to understand totally. myself and like the people who are in my circle and around me, it blew my mind. So I need to know how you got into this. How did it start? Mm-hmm. Give us the full background. Totally. Well, it was definitely not the plan for me. I obviously didn't grow up knowing human design. But in 2015, I was in New York City at a friend's gathering. I sat next to a stranger who asked if he could read my chart. 
And did you think he was a freak? No, no I was like, <laughs> tell me everything. Um, and I had never felt so seen. I had ha- never had somebody so accurately and precisely put into words like my own operating system. And I was really blown away. But I also felt very confronted because I was like, I've been avoiding that my entire life. Like, are you really telling me that's like an option mm. to live that way? And he actually ended the conversation by saying, I think that you're meant to do this. And I think that we should do it together. He'd been studying human design for 10 years. Oh, my God. It was like so. And human design is not predictive. It was very much kind of a gut feeling that he had. And so he ended up being my first teacher. And so I built a company with him for two years before launching my own practice in 2018. And this was like really at a time in the world when human design was like not a cool thing. No one knew what it was. So the first couple of years were pretty challenging because I was just like, why does no one see how amazing this is? Well, because I would have felt like if he would have approached me like that, I, I would have thought that he was asking me to join a weird cult. <laughs> and like I was going to have to wear some strange garb and chant on her uh, I mouth. I know. I know. <laughs> Thinking back, I was like incredibly trusting. But I was just like, I felt so, I felt, I was so blown away by it. Mm-hmm. And I had explored so many different kind of personality assessment systems that I had never seen something so grounded and so actionable like human design. But it's been a really wild journey. And I just feel grateful to kind of be at a time in the world where there are so many people that are like, this is amazing. Yes. You know, so I'm just like, we can all agree on that now. Yes. So it's been really fun. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So what's your zodiac sign and what is your human design type? Okay. So my zodiac sign is a Taurus. I knew there was earth. How did you know? I just, you just have, like you have one of the most softest, kindest most welcoming voices I've heard in a long time oh my god thank you for saying that I was like there's got there's earth (laughs) and stubbornness for sure (laughs) and I'm a projector in human design like me oh you know what after I found out so I we were talking about AC Brown who we've had on the podcast before to talk about the background of human design but once she told me maybe aware of human design and that I'm a projector I have been living in that truth since that recording Wow. And I have been accepting the fucking invitation. Like that's that's my my human design type is a projector. My uh, wh- what do they call it? To accept the invitation is my strategy. Strategy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And once I've been using that strategy, things yeah. have changed because I realized all of the things it, it was really mind blowing for me because I realized that all of the things in my life that I have wanted mm-hmm. and actually sought after and like been like, that's what I want. I'm going to go for that. This is I never got it. And I would be so mad because the antithesis of living in your human design yeah. as a projector and not accepting the invitation is bitterness. Totally. And I was bitter as hell. <laughs> I was like, why am I not getting the things that I, I'm working for them? Yeah. But that's because that's not that's not how I'm supposed to be accepting yeah. success and like the things that I want. Yeah. So what is your mm. thought of what human design is? is. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't wait to talk more about the invitation with you. But human design is a system based on our time, date, and place of birth, like astrology. And it really reveals our energetic blueprint on how we're each wired to thrive, both in business and love and in life. And I think of it as like a system that gives us our own operating manual. I feel like we come into this life without a manual and human design's like, here's the manual. Yes. You know, here's how you're meant to make decisions. Here's how you best relate. Here's how right. you best build businesses and collaborate and parent and all the things. And so my experience with it is that it gives us such tremendous permission to be who we are. Yes. You know, I think my experience sharing with people is they often just feel relieved. They're like, I've spent so much of my life trying to be everything that I'm not. Are you really telling me I get to be exactly who I am? Yeah. And it's very familiar to people. Like, I don't share it with people and they're like, oh, what is this weird foreign language? They're like, you're giving language to my experience in a way that I've never had before. 
Oh, that's so real. Because after I after I realized what my human design, would you do you call it aura type or do you call it just human? Design I call it type? type, but you can call it whatever you want. Okay. Yeah. So once I figured out mine, yeah. Of course, I had to figure out everybody else's in my life. I was 100%. like, send me your birth time right fucking now. I need to know yes. <laughs> what your type is. So I calculated all my sisters, my moms, and like as I'm explaining it to them, they're like, that's me. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That's like my mom's a manifesting generator. I think two of my sisters are manifesting generators. One of them, I think, is a projector. And once you see what it's about, everything starts making sense. I know. And I feel like, you know, there's obviously, you know, the haters out there, which hopefully you're not listening to this because I don't want to hear what you have to say. But like, <laughs> you are not invited. Be, yeah, you are not invited. You do not get the invitation. But there are people who look at things like astrology or like human design is like, oh, this is just another opportunity for people to try to explain yeah. their quirks or like, you know, reason with why things are the way that they are. And it's like, OK, what's wrong with that? Like, totally. what, what is wrong with having a guide of information that confirms mm-hmm. this is how I work best. Like that's really what human design is about. Exactly. And I think especially if it helps people. Yeah. You know, I think I work with a lot of skeptics and a lot of teams. And I think that I was like unsure of how they'd receive it. But often they're just like, oh my God, like I'm allowed to do things that way. And they often just feel like, yeah, they feel so relieved that they get to be exactly who they are. Yes. So I think that like at some day, like someday we won't need human design, but I think today we do. Yeah. You know, and it's either going to be really affirming and confirm you're on the right path or it's going to be really confronting mm-hmm. and let you know, like, that there are a lot of things you've been trying to be that you're not. Yeah. And that's what it was for me. Yeah. You know, and so either way is perfect. But I just think it really, like, helps you really get clear on, like, how to do things in a way that uniquely works for you. Yes. I discovered it kind of towards the end or who knows if it's the end of the pandemic. But at the time, during the pandemic, I was looking for anything. Yes. Like, I have faith. Yes. But I was looking for other things that, that would help me totally just to put pieces together and like be be my guides here, like signs, just mm-hmm. looking for the signs. And so I went, I did the crystal shopping. I got a fuck ton of crystals in my apartment now, which is great. Love them. But I needed more. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started diving deeper into astrology yeah. and then discovering human design when it came to like my work life. Yeah. It was very confirming for me. And I, I really loved that. But I am really curious about your work with human design and the love aspect of things because I never even thought about it. Like who is most compatible with who? Like how, if you're a projector, should you be dating another projector? Like should you be dating a generator? Yeah. Reflectors are rare. Like should you pick one of those up? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) What are we doing? What should we be doing? Yeah, I know it's a great question. And I think that like human design is such an amazing tool for individual alignment. And I would say it's probably a more powerful tool for relationships, whether yeah. it's your colleagues, romantic partners or kids. So I would say that like so often we get tripped up in relationship when we want someone to be more similar to us or different than what they are. And I think what human design does is it like lets us know exactly how someone operates, how best to communicate with them, work with them so you can actually honor those differences. So I'm not the kind of human design person that is like projectors can only date these people. Mm-hmm. I think like once you really feel like you have chemistry with somebody and you feel drawn to somebody, that's the time to kind of look in and be like, now that we understand that, how can we best support each other? Yes. Like there's something probably really nice about dating a projector because there's just like a similarity. I find a lot of my best friends are projectors as a projector, but my husband has an opposite design to me in every possible way. And Wait, like, okay, before we yeah. go into that, because I know some people listening are like, what the fuck is a projector? Yes. Who are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What is what are on? these strange yeah. robots you're just dis- yeah. you're discussing right now? Can you go through 
the four, different types. There's four types. Five. Five. Yeah. Four to five, depending on who you talk to. Okay. Let's, who's, who's who, what's what, and yes. where are they? Yes. Okay. So we've got manifesting generators, generators, projectors, reflectors, and manifestors. So some people group manifesting generators and generators together. So there's a lot of similarity, but a bit of nuance. And if you want to look yours up, you can go to humandesignblueprint.com. We're going to start with projectors. You. So projectors, and I'll give a high level piece for each. Like they're really here to be advisors, leaders, guides, teachers, not here to do all the doing. So they often like are so innately sensitive to and wise about people, mm-hmm. which makes them amazing managers, CEOs, podcast hosts, coaches. <laughs> yeah, just great. <laughs> but they're just like not here to do, do, do all day long. And often we get kind of trapped and pulled into that as projectors. So it's really important to learn how to honor the ebbs and flows of your energy, take rest, space, and time alone when you need. And know that you're really here to show the world a new way of success, one that's really rooted in ease and success, ease and space and support. And we're here to be invited in. So, you know, we're not here to initiate chase after both romantically or business. We're really here to be invited in and to feel authentically recognized and seen. And so if you're dating a projector, like you can really support them by offering them words of affirmation, by really like deeply recognizing them, seeing them, valuing them, by honoring their need for rest and time alone. That is all I need. Get away from me. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> That's all I ask for. But then when I need you, be here. Be here. Yeah. But when I don't respect that. Totally. And I feel like a lot of people don't understand that. Did you and AC talk about the separate bedrooms piece? No. So there's a recommendation in human design, take it or leave it, for a number of different types. But honestly, I kind of, your eyes are like, <laughs> I'm like, this sounds, I want a separate bedroom. <laughs> so the, the recommendation <laughs> is, especially for projectors, is to sleep in your own space. And so the idea is that like you're really sensitive and there's a lot of energy that you're taking in and there's something about sleeping in your own space where it allows you to kind of really disconnect from everything that's not yours and wake up as yourself. I know it's Mm -hmm. not always financially feasible or even desirable to have separate bedrooms. So of course it's not for everyone, but I love bringing it up because there's so much stigma and taboo around it. But honestly, it often makes relationships so much more sustainable. And as somebody who has a separate bedroom for my husband, like I would just say, I love sleeping with him and I also love choosing when to. So it's just a nice, okay, I'm, so many things are clicking in my head because I'm pretty sure when Karuchi came on the podcast, we talked about sleeping in separate bedrooms when we both were like, that sounds great. I wonder, Karuchi, I got to text you later and ask you if you're a projector because I need to know because that I've been saying it would be nice. Like the best. It would be nice yeah. because I'm, I'm very susceptible to other people's energy. Yes. And I thought it was just because I'm a water sign, but yeah. <laughs> there's so much more to it. Like, yeah. Sometimes I truly do feel like I feel more than a lot of people yeah. at times. 100%. And it can be exhausting. Yep. <laughs> Especially with what I do for work, yeah. consuming so much of other people's energy and, you know, talking. And sometimes I just need to be by myself and it doesn't take anything away from my romantic partners. I still, I still love you. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes I just need to be with me. Yeah. It's so good for you. So it's just nice to consider because like I thought people would be really resistant, but most often when I talk to people, like they just get this really dreamy look in their eyes where mm-hmm. they're like, that's so loud, <laughs> you know? Yes. So, okay. So those are, that's projectors. Okay. So then we've got generators and manifesting generators. So these are really kind of the collective, just like the doers, the ones that have so much amazing energy to build, create, make things happen when they're lit up and excited by what they're doing. 
So one of their biggest lessons is prioritizing their excitement, doing what lights them up, having strong boundaries, not saying yes to things they're not a full-bodied yes to. Mm. Manifesting generators tend to be very multi-passionate, like moving in between different things, moving very fast. Don't try to keep up with them. I would not recommend they try to expect others to try to keep up with them. And generators kind of bring this very like masterful, steadfast commitment to what they do. And for both of those types, their strategy is about letting things come to them. So waiting for things to spark a gut response to them before they go after it. Mm-hmm. And if you're partnered with these types, support them by prioritizing their excitement, taking things off their plate they're not excited by, trusting their gut response, not questioning it, and really honoring their boundaries. Love. Clear? Danny, am I honoring your boundaries? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> really put you on the spot there. My assistant is a generator, and I need to make sure that her boundaries are honored. Yeah. But the best part is like when she's lit up by what she's doing, it ripples out and lifts everyone up. Yes. So it's so a benefit to everyone that Danny's lit up and excited. Yeah. I yeah. think she's excited about the work that we do at least 90% of the time. Some of the shit I'm not excited about yeah. at all. Majority. And she'll be more excited than me. And I'm like, great. Take it. You'll carry it through. Yeah. <laughs> you could do it. And it's the best decision I ever made. Put mm. a generator on my team <laughs> and another water sign because she, we are connected all the time. I would say like in, you know, in the same way in romance, I'm, I don't want to be like only you can be with this type. But mm-hmm. I would say in business, like one of the most ideal partnerships, not the only one, are projectors and generators. Boom. So, yeah, I, my business partner is the generator as well. And it's just like a really nice combo because you're so different. Yeah. You just bring really different things to the table. Oh, yeah. Then we've got manifestors. They are really here to be initiators, disruptors, innovators, really good at starting things, but not always at doing all the doing, mm. but like really getting a thing off the ground. They really thrive when they feel a sense of freedom and autonomy and control, not here to be told what to do, managed or guided in any way. Their energy can ebb and flow where they can have periods of extreme momentum. And, and they're just very disruptive, impactful, innovative people, mm. you know, and their strategy is about really initiating and making the first move. And also just keeping the people around them in the loop and really informing them of what they're going to do. You can support them in relationship by giving them freedom, not getting in their way, not pestering them with questions, by reminding them how impactful and powerful they are, by emboldening them, you know, not ever tempering their power, and by honoring their need for time alone. Time alone seems to be a a threat. In different (laughs) ways, yeah. And I would say like and, and manifestors and projectors and reflectors in particular only because it's like in those ebbs and that restful period that like they're able to kind of just like let go of all that doing energy they often get caught up in. Then mm. we've got reflectors. You know, the, it, the rarest one. One percent. Why? I know Sandra Bullock is a reflector. That's the only one I know. I know. Is she the only reflector on Earth? Well, they're <laughs> one in a hundred. So there's definitely more than that. But I feel like in terms of like famous people and people that we know, there aren't many. Wow. You know, there was some conversation around Michael Jackson, but I think he's actually a projector. Do you know Ama? She's like the hugging saint. She's a reflector. Oh. She goes and gives hugs. She's, yeah, she's like given millions of hugs. Well, but definitely not me. <laughs> definitely like, not. I need space from that. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I need space. Yeah. So reflectors are really here to be kind of our mirrors. These are people that are deeply sensitive to their physical space and they really kind of mirror back and reflect back what's happening in a community, team, or society. So they need to be really ruthless curators of who they're spending time with and where they're spending time. Mm. They're very fluid. They're going to have days where they feel like a projector, like a generator, like a manifesting generator, like a manifester. And their job is not to put themselves into one box or be just one thing, but honor whatever feels like them that day. And Mm. they just see, similar to projectors, like they just see and sense things that so many people miss. 
So it's really good for them to be in environments where their perspective feels really treasured and really recognized. Wow. Yeah. And in relationships, obviously, they, they need that recognition. They do. In relationships, it's really good to be around people that honor their uniqueness, that don't expect them to be consistent, that kind of like meet them where they are, that honor their sensitivity to space. So they walk into a restaurant, they're like, mm-mm, then they mm. leave. And also that don't rush their decision making. Like they're really meant to take their time and like really feel into things over the course of a month. So not expecting them to operate like them or like the other partner might. The whole time you're saying all of these things, obviously, I'm so intrigued. But I know somebody listening is like, who came up with this shit? Yeah. Where did it come from? Yeah. (laughs) Good question. (laughs) Where did this come from? Yes. So it it has been around since 1987. The founder was Ra Uhuru Hu. He renamed himself that. He was Alan before that. And he basically, he's no longer alive, but he had a very mystical experience. And I just want to kind of acknowledge before I share it that, like, it's pretty wild. Like, Mm. it is so wild that we could know this much information based on our time, date, place, and place of birth, like astrology. Yeah. And so, like, I always want to remind people that, like, I'm never trying to convince them of anything. Like, take it if it feels useful, supportive. If it doesn't, let it go. Yeah. Like, what matters is that it's useful, not whether it's, like, true, you know? Right. So, anyways, he was living in Ibiza, and he basically went home one night and heard a voice. And the voice was like, it's time to work. And so for eight days and eight nights, he channeled the system and he just received all this information and then spent the next 20 years building it out. And mm. I think part of why human design has really reached a new audience in this time we're in now is that like there are a lot of people translating that kind of initial stuff to make it more accessible, more empowering and kind of more palatable to more people. But it was so funny because when I first started learning and listening to recordings from Raw, like he's kind of an unexpected teacher. Like he's just kind of like really funny. And it's just like it was huh. not... It was not the teacher I expected. And I don't think he would have ever imagined something like that happening to him. Wow. Yeah. I'm imagining like a guru with a long beard and a, it, a white that's cloak. What, I was like ready to listen to that. And I was like, this is not him. <laughs> oh, my God. He's just yeah. Alan from. He's just Alan. Like just a very, Alan. Just like funny and a little bit jaded and just like really like he was real. And he was a manifester. Like he had this very provocative energy. And it, his design was all about being like the first and kind of being the initiator. And so he really did initiate human design into the world. And the way that he received it was that human design brings together a lot of different systems. Astrology, the Kabbalah, the I Ching, quantum physics, genetics, biochemistry. But like it's it's a wild thing that we could know this much. Yeah. You know, and I'm just so I mean, I worked with tens of thousands of people and like I've just I like expected it to not resonate. And it's just like it really resonates so deeply, yes. even to the people that are like, I don't want this to resonate. But like this makes so much sense. And I feel like even reading my journal. Yes. You know, and I'm just like, it's totally weird. Yeah, it's yeah. super weird. But it's not like a religion. It, it's not totally. at all. So it's it's not like and religions are honestly are weirder. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's yeah. be real. But it's just a different way of being able to view things and move about the world. Exactly. And when it comes to relationships, like even though you, you're not going to say this person should only do yeah. this person, but like who works well together? Yeah. So I think that like, you know, I would say projectors and generators can be amazing or projectors and manifesting generators, but it really requires that projectors don't try to keep up with them mm-hmm. and and that generators don't expect them to keep up with them or don't expect the projector to kind of keep going. So like, I think that like they can be really nice because projectors are really good at asking questions. Generators like love being asked questions, really here to respond to things. So it can be a really beautiful flow as long as they don't try to be the same. Mm. I think projectors are really good at like giving guidance and sometimes manifestors don't want to receive it. So you've got to be like conscious. I just sat with the projector and manifestor for a partnership session. They've been married for 20 years, but it was like a really big lesson for them of like her being like, I see so much as the projector and the manifestor is like, I understand. I don't want to hear it. You know? Yeah. So really like learning how to navigate that. Projectors and reflectors have like more similarity than 
projectors will have with any other type. Mm. And so that can be kind of a really nice one because I think that it can feel really easy to be together. I think there are just some relationships that might, and this actually goes way beyond type, that will like require more work than others, but like anything's possible, mm. you know? And I think it's more like, so I think anyone can work. Okay. And like, and only because I've sat with so many people and like designs that can feel like conflictual, but as long as they like really understand it, yes, anything's possible. Yes. Like they just need to understand and honor their differences and have a language for it. I think that's the point. Yeah. Anything. Like, I think that's the point when it comes to astrology. I think that's the point when it comes to therapy and like diving deeper into yourself and your feelings. Like once you're tapped in, no matter what it is, you will be able to work better period like (laughs) for everything in life whether it's work or relationships like I feel sorry for people who are so anti understanding themselves more like you're I think we are so indoctrinated with this idea of like the world telling us who we should be or you know growing up and like your parents are like you're gonna be a doctor you're gonna be a this and like you you have so many outside voices telling you who you should be and how you should be and it's so rare that I think, but also it's such a beautiful experience to be like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm about. This is how I work best. And like just acknowledging, giving yourself totally. freedom to sit in that. Yep. And and name that. Yeah. Like this is like, I make decisions this way. Like I was doing a team session last night and like, you know, there was one guy who like, he was meant to make decisions really, really quickly. That was his design. And his husband was like so slow. Mm. you know and he was just like I am so frustrated I was like he's meant to take his time yeah like you're taking personally and making him wrong for a thing that's so innate to him Mm. you know and I just find that when we really understand our differences we stop taking things personally yeah and we're actually brought so much closer together and the magic of human design is just giving us a language and a framework to understand those differences yes because often we're feeling them but we're like is something wrong with you is something wrong with me and it's more like no we're just different right that's so true because like I was saying as a projector Everything that I go for, yeah, head first. I'm like, I got all my things. I've got a fucking binder filled with like sheet protectors. Everything is organized because I'm a rising Virgo. Like I've got tabs, everything. I have everything that it takes to get this thing that I want. And, and I don't get it. <laughs> and I'm like, shit. Like, why do I even work for it? Like, why totally. would I even try? Mm-hmm. And it's because I'm not meant to. Yeah. I'm literally meant to just be myself and let everyone receive that and then opportunities will come exactly and like resonate with it and then just be like cammy i want you to be part of this yeah because so much of your design is like you just bring a unique gift and way of seeing things and so you want to work with people not that you're trying to convince yeah but people that just like really see that really value that and they're like we want to create all the space for you to be you Yes. And like I have as a fellow projector have learned that the invitation is not a disempowering thing. It's meant to be a tool to protect your energy and just mm. make sure that you're not wasting it on people in places that aren't ready for you. Yeah. You know, I've had situations too where like Sports Illustrated. So I don't know if you saw. Yeah. But I'm a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. <sighs> Very exciting. But years before that. Yeah. They've been doing this Sports Illustrated swimsuit model search for a long time and yeah. anybody could submit. And that was the beautiful thing about it. It's like anyone could submit and potentially get in the magazine. Yeah. And I remember seeing them post about it the first time and being like, oh, I want to do that so badly. But for some reason in my heart, I was just like, I'm not going to get it if I if I submit. This is for not the it. way. Yeah. And at first I thought it was self-doubt, but I I also didn't have the self full self-doubt because I was like, when it's time, when it's my time, it will come. And 
I, I don't know, <laughs> looking back, I don't know if I was trying to be, you know, optimistic, like cautiously optimistic or being like, oh, it'll come, but like secretly doubting myself or yeah. if I genuinely just had that projector mentality that like yeah. when it's my turn, I will receive it. Didn't know how I was going to receive it. I was like, it'll come. Even people that I'll run into, like say one time I missed an opportunity to go say hi to Oprah. And part of it was my networking anxiety, which we've talked about before in the podcast. But then the other part was like, when I meant to meet her, I will. Yeah. And years later, made Sports Illustrated. Tonight, I'm having dinner with Oprah. I'm just kidding. I haven't <laughs> I've never met that woman, but I will. You will. In a way that actually will like make you feel recognized and valued. And yes. Yeah. See, it's good. Oprah, call me, girl. I know you listen to the podcast. <laughs> Oprah's like, bitch, I've never seen you before. But I feel like it's going to happen. Well, I love that dress because I just think that like how we enter things is kind of everything. Mm -hmm. And so it's about like entering into things in the ways that are most aligned for us. Yes. And for you, it's like in the way where it's like I feel recognized. I feel seen. I feel valued. I'm not pushing or forcing or convincing. Yes. Oh, okay. Tell me more. I feel like there's so much to know about human design. And I was telling you that once I, well, before we started recording, I think it was before we started recording, but once I opened it up, I realize that it's not just your strategy and oh gosh, like the antithesis yeah. of not following the human design. There's so much more. There's the types of food you should be eating. There's how like if you should listen to music while you're eating food, if you should be having cold food or hot food, like how, why are those things important when it comes to the human design aspect of things? Honestly, human design is an endless well of information. You know what I mean? Like, I just think that there's like you could do an hour reading for somebody or like a 15 hour reading. Yes. I don't think that we often need all that information, <laughs> you know, because then you just like overwhelm people <laughs> and they're like, whoa. Yes. So like there's an order in like which it's really best to introduce it to people because like human design is not a thing to memorize. It's a thing mm -hmm. to experiment and embody. And the food piece specifically is often really good to play with once you've been kind of playing with your design for a while. But it gives us so much juicy information. Like it helps our type, our strategy for sure, but also how you best make decisions like where you're the most sensitive to others. Like you said, you're sensitive in a lot of places. Mm -hmm. So where you can kind of get really pulled off track, like what your innate strengths and gifts are, how you're here to align with your purpose, the food that you're meant to eat, your ideal environment. I mean, so much juicy stuff. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love rabbit holes. I just want to It's the biggest in. rabbit hole. It's like, and it's like a <laughs> lifelong rabbit hole. Yes. I've been studying human design for eight years and like there's still so much to learn. What is, is there anything that has surprised you in your studies? Like anything that you're like, Anything that you've ever questioned, like, why is that important? Mm. Well, I just feel like it wasn't very strategic by Ra, because Ra, like, didn't really, like, have a plan, you know, where he's like, these are all the most important pieces. Like, he just received what he received. Mm -hmm. I would say, is there anything that hasn't felt? Let me think. I think that, like, the environment piece is really interesting because it, like, can shed light on, like, do you work, do you thrive best in, like, an environment, like, being on the water, like being on the edge of something, or do you like to be in a really creative, buzzy space? But like, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding around it where mm. people will like read their environment. They're like, I'm caves and I must live in a cave. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, I feel like there's pieces like that that make a lot of sense. But like, if they're not introduced properly at the right time, like people can just like take it and like invent something that's so not true, mm. you know? So I think I've seen that happen more often than anything else. But yeah, there's honestly no piece that I've been like, like, whoa, that doesn't make sense. Like, I think human design, why I think I went so deep into it so quickly is that every piece of it just made sense. Mm. And like, I think as I've continued to uncover more and more layers, I'm just like, yep, totally. Yeah. Sure. Uh-huh. Get that too. You know? Yeah. So 
And there are some people that says that I wasn't really aligned with. But when I read it, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. I've been really avoiding that. So then the basics of human design. Well, not even the basics, the, the added parts, the added layers of all the other things. Do those change based off of your time of birth and, and birthday or are all projectors the same? Oh, listing? no, 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 no. Oh, so I sent you your blueprint. Yes. Like I would say that probably the first four pages are true for all projectors. Uh-huh. The other 50 are beyond that. <gasps> so it's really like <laughs> like it's really like our type is an amazing first piece. Uh-huh. And it is just the first piece. Oh my god so it's really it's really wild okay i need to know who i need to be dating what how i need to be dating immediately okay because <laughs> i've already started yeah but i need more you need more dating advice yes okay even though i'm this is my dating advice podcast right i need advice right well I don't you're know probably shit. really good at giving advice to other people yeah projectors are great at that my sister's are always like if people knew the shit that you actually do that you tell other people not to do on the podcast, they would be shocked. I'm like, no, they they get me. My besties, no. <laughs> so I do would, as I say, not as I do. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, honestly, the biggest thing as a projector, like, I don't know what your experience is with the apps. I know I really struggled with that as a projector. I just got on the app. How's it feel? Okay. I met somebody the first day that I was on the app. Okay. It was great. Great. But I still, I don't know. The app's... I don't know if I'm just being like superficial. I, I need to do a, I'm going to do a whole solo episode about how I feel about dating apps and like yeah. the things that people post on there. I have a lot of thoughts about yeah. how people are advertising themselves on these apps. I don't like anybody who's trying to be too witty in their fucking bio. Yeah. I, you don't need to do that. Totally. And you're also like really good. I imagine I was just like seeing through it all. So Yes. That's how like, I feel. Yeah. I feel like once I look at the picture and I'm not trying to be judgmental, but once I look at the picture, I know immediately like no no totally okay well this is great because what i would say about you dating is like so you and i are both projectors but we make decisions radically differently <gasps> and so i'm like a slow feeler feeling into it like you are fast yes and so like you know instantaneously like yes or no and yes. it's not a rational thing it's just like a resonance or not and so it's so right. unsurprising to me that you look at it after you're like nope nope yes you know and yes. so like i would say when it comes to dating like trust your intuition like your mind will likely get in the way, but like you really are here to be spontaneous. It just requires that you cultivate kind of a deep and clear enough connection to your intuition. You guys can't see but my jaws on the floor because there have been times when I'm clicking through the app and I'm like, oh, I guess I could give him a chance. Yeah. I get, But no, but maybe. Uh, and then I just end up hitting X because I'm like, no, <laughs> because I I know it's not it's not my gut instinct. If it's not yeah. my gut instinct, then yeah. It's a no. And it's been the same even with friendships. I've had people. And like I said, for the longest time, I thought it was just because I'm a Scorpio and I have this intuitive ability. Yeah. But there are times when like my friends will introduce me to someone and I'll immediately be like, nope. Yeah. And my friends will be like, no, like you just caught them on a bad yeah. day or like, you know, like I, you have to meet them again. Like they were just I'm like, no, no, no. And it's not even like I don't give people a chance. First impressions are a lot to me, but I can read somebody's energy immediately yes. and know if that is somebody that I want to spend any time on. Yeah. With anybody. Yes. <laughs> like right. I can feel the vibes immediately and I can tell you exactly how yeah. this person is. If we were to get into a fight, how they might respond. I could tell you how they are in friendships. I could tell you if they would fuck my boyfriend. Like I know. Yeah. Based off of first meeting. Yes. And that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody. Yes. But yeah. I am very confident yeah. in my ability to be able to read 
you just know. Yeah. You know, and I would say you're super sensitive, especially to other people's emotions and feelings. Mm -hmm. And so like, I would also really want you to like date somebody that you're like, it just feels good to be around you. Like I'm taking in this step, but I like what I'm taking in. Yes. Like if somebody's excited by their work, if they're like processing their feelings, that's going to be all be like good stuff to take in. But if like they're not lit up by their work, they're feeling a lot of frustration, they're not really processing their feelings, like you're going to be amplifying all that. And so it's also just being around people that like you're like, I'm good to take in your energy. And like it doesn't mean they have to be happy all the time. That's not the point. It's Mm -hmm. more just like I like kind of being in this and I like being uplifted by it. I mean, how can you deny, you know, how can you deny it? Because the other day I was driving by a fucking bus stop. Yeah. And there was a girl at the bus stop. And I looked at her for five seconds and I felt everything that she was feeling and I literally almost started crying at the stoplight and I was like please turn green so I can get away from this girl because I really wanted to roll down my window and be like are can I hug you like because I just felt it I just I feel uh, that's that's yeah and it sounds crazy but Mm -hmm. I am an empath to the fullest extent I was gonna say you're an empath to the most you can be in your in your chart like you're just so wide open to other people's feelings and it's not just like it's not just like, oh, I can like sense you're going through a thing. Like for you, you're like, I'm experiencing what yes. you're going through. It has been <laughs> amplified in my own body. And yes. like, it's such an amazing gift of yours. And it can also be incredibly overwhelming. Yes. And so I would say one of your biggest life lessons is cultivating a healthy sense of detachment mm. where you're like, I can witness what you're going through, but also like, I know it's not mine. Yes. And I can mirror back to you, but I'm not taking responsibility for it. My job is not to fix it. Yes. And I, I think in relation, this is really important because you might be with a partner like I'm the opposite of you. Like I project out my emotions and like my partner's like you and he just takes them all in and amplifies them. And so it's been a real journey because when I'm in an emotional low, which is like normal and happens, like he's just like, I love you and I'm out. See you later, you know, and like not Mm. in a way where he's just like, I don't need to like get in this with you. Like, I just know you're going through a process and like, I'm ready to meet you on the other side. And so it's important for you in relationships to know, to give yourself permission to take space when you need to kind of just like disconnect and return to what's yours. I get so into other people's emotions, especially romantic partners. Like my ex, I just thought it was because he was a Gemini. Yeah. He would be like in times when he would get very, very deep into like the low Gemini moments. Yeah. I would then get very, very deep and low. And then five minutes later, he's back on the high, high, high. And you're still feeling the And I'm still in the fucking, in the depths of hell. (laughs) Like and he's like, well, what's what's the matter? Like, let's just fucking let's go. Let's back up again. And I'm like, I, totally. I can't. Yeah, I can't. Like, oh, I, so... I literally don't know how to I don't know how to bounce. And that's why I don't date Gemini's. Anymore. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I, I see that actually so often with people that have this because they take in so much that like they'll be talking to somebody. And they take it all in and that person leaves and they just move through it and they're good. Mm-hmm. But they're still working through it, mm-hmm. you know. So it is just in those moments. Like, I see that you're going through that and like totally go through the thing but like I'm also going to be over here yes you know and I would say another big lesson for you with this is that because you feel so much there's a potential shadow for you of avoiding confrontation (gasps) and not fully expressing your truth mostly because you just like they might react and you're going to feel it Mm. and so I would say a big lesson for you in relationship is to confront to speak your truth to say the hard things and know that you'll almost always feel better on the other side of confrontation I mean (laughs) Danny's like are you talking about me yeah is it me, Jesus? No, fully 1000%. I have had to, one of the biggest things, the reason why I signed up for therapy was yeah. to start understanding how to create boundaries. Yeah. Because that's always been one of my biggest issues with friendships and yeah. romantic relationships. And 
confrontation. I'm not afraid to fucking speak up about some shit because yeah. I definitely will. Yes. But the thing is when it comes to people that I actually care about, like I'll fight with anybody on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Totally. But <laughs> when it comes to people in my actual life, people that I really love and care about, especially, well, somebody listening to this could be like, bitch, you've heard me before. But I, I don't really hurt people. Like, I, not on purpose. Yeah. I would never intentionally hurt anybody that I genuinely care about and love in, in, in my circle or anybody, period. Like, I just don't, I don't yeah. operate on that wavelength. So in the moments when I have, I am like, I don't even know how to even go there with this mm-hmm. person. Like, I don't even know where to start. I don't know how to apologize about this because I am so deeply and profoundly upset with myself for hurting this person. I, I can't even I, don't, I can't even start it. I can't yeah. even start it. I, yeah. My best friend and I got into I, I, it's not even a fight. I, we don't even know what it's called. We were just like, remember that weird time when we didn't talk for like two weeks and we were both miserable and mm-hmm. like depressed. And I could I didn't know what to say to her because I was like, I don't even know how to I love you. Like, yeah. I don't even know. Can we just not? Can we just can we just not talk about it? We just move yeah. move on. Yeah. And eventually we had dinner and talked about it. And we were like, that was crazy and stupid. Yeah. And not anything that either one of us did anything wrong. Yeah. But the confrontation. Not easy. It's not easy when it's people that you actually love and care about. Yeah. And and I would just say that, like, often avoiding the thing takes up so much more space than just saying. the thing. Yeah. You know, so it's just like trusting that, like, it will be uncomfortable and it will also be worth it. Oh, you know, another thing that I think of in relationship for you is that you're like, and this comes from a piece called Your Profile. You're a one, three. I know this is like such weird. Oh, I've heard of this. Yeah. Uh-huh. So with a three, it basically means that like you're really here to learn through trial and error. Like mm. your life is very much like you're here to experiment and bump into things and like make mistakes and learn from your mistakes and do better next time. Mm. Like you learn by doing. And that's really true in relationships. So I would also like make sure you never make yourself wrong for a thing not working out. And just trust that every relationship that doesn't work is bringing you so much closer to what does. And so I would really just take the time. I would just really take the time to always reflect and be like, what did I learn from this that like I don't want to bring to the next one? And like and just treating every new relationship as like, how can I learn as much as possible? You know what I mean? And just keep growing. And so like you just and there's so much wisdom. And I'm so glad you have this podcast because these people are such amazing like wells of wisdom for the world when they really share like their own journey they're like mm. i've made a lot of mistakes i filled in all these ways i've learned these things and i can help you do better you know like the wisdom that you gather from experience is of such benefit to the world around you so i would just give yourself permission in relationship to learn by trial and error kelly is going to be hearing all about this in my session tonight kelly's my therapist <laughs> she's going to be hearing yeah. all about this because trial and error is something that i struggle with yeah because which I think a lot of women do, especially, you know, women in our 30s. I'm almost there. It can be scary to try something again that you don't know for a fact is going to end up. We my sisters and I talk about like expected results all the time. Like yeah. one of my sisters likes to do things when she knows what the result is going to be. And I'm very much the same yeah. way. I think it's because we're both rising Virgos. But <laughs> I like to know exactly what I'm getting myself into. Where is this going? And will it result in this? Totally. The difficulty with dating is that that's not you're not gonna know you're not gonna know until you try yes you have to try it out and see if it if it doesn't work then like move on move on or as sfk says it's for the plot like you got it you have to just try it 
But that's always been my fear. The yeah. only reason why I got on the dating app is because Danny here was like, you have to try. And I was like, I was yeah. like oh, I was terrified because yeah. I was like, if I get on there, what's what's the point? Like, what's going to happen? It's yeah. like, that's the point. You don't yeah. know. That, and, and the thing is, like, it might not work. Yeah. And that's going to be a great thing for you to learn. Yeah. You know, and like often when we're waiting for things to be aligned perfectly before we jump in, we kind of rob ourselves of all these opportunities to like learn things along the way. Yes. So like for you, it's about like jumping in, like getting your feet dirty, like learning what doesn't work and doing better next time. Yes. And like I would also remember that like your intuition is such a powerful guide for you. And so like you're just meant to use it in your relationships to be like, this is no longer right. This is right. Like it is always going to guide you in the right direction. But like your intuition lets you know the right next step and it doesn't tell you what comes after that. Fuck. You know, and none of us, <laughs> none of us get the next step. We all just get that, you know. And so, yes. like, I would just say that, like, your intuition is going to be amazing for you in that way. And so, as long as you're connected to that, I think it will just like hopefully give you the faith that you can navigate whatever you go through, and like know that mistakes are part of the process, and they will get easier. And everything is only bringing you closer to what does work. Okay, intuition. That's my intuition's name. I named her. It's me and you, girl. <laughs> We're in this. We're in this together. Me and Intuisha riding side by side in a convertible down this dating rabbit hole to hell. It's crazy out here. Yeah. It's fun, but it's also scary. Yeah, I know. But this is helpful because I have been not doubting my intuition, but trying to open yourself up to things sometimes. And in, in that resistance to like trying something new can feel like doubting your intuition yeah and I don't want to do that I just need to trust my intuition that what I'm trying is fine yeah and if it doesn't work out that's okay too and you'll benefit from that too right yeah oh what is like an overarching piece of advice that you can give to all of the human design types listening yeah about dating and just like I guess trusting your gut because even though there are different types and like trusting your gut is mostly a manifesting generator or generator, generator yeah. thing. I think we all should be doing that. Yeah. In we, a lot of ways. Totally. I think that we all just have different ways of accessing it, mm. you know? And so I think the overarching advice would be twofold. Like I think one is just like a reminder that we all do things differently. And so just like thinking about where in relationship you're just like, why are they not like me? Or mm. like, why am I not like them? Like, probably because you're meant to be different. Yeah. And so just like trying on this idea that we're all different and the more we understand it, the more the closer we become. I think the second piece is that so often, like you said, we've been like really conditioned to look for advice and truth outside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And human design just helps us connect to our own inner knowing, whether that's our gut feeling, our intuition, whether that's speaking things out and talking things out, whether that's sleeping on things. And so really trusting yourself. Like, I think that, you know, so often with relationships, like I'll sit with clients and they're like, okay, I'm like leaving this relationship. I'm like, and when did you know it wasn't right for you? They're like, from the minute I entered it. Uh, <laughs> like, we just, we often know. Yes, we and do. And I think that, like, knowing is one piece, and the second piece is trusting it. Mm. And, like, we don't often regret trusting it because then it makes us available for what's right. So I would just make sure in relationships, like, you're not rationalizing why you should stay or why you should enter into it. And it's coming from a deeper knowing within you that it just feels right. Girl. I'm so happy you came. Oh my god. <laughs> I really, really am. All the way from New York. I know. I appreciate this so much and I can't wait to go through that entire booklet of information that you sent oh, I'm me. So excited for I you am too. reading every single last word. Yeah. So 
thank you. Oh, my I pleasure. appreciate my reading. Yeah. And if people want their own reading or yeah. if they want to find all of your amazing content, where can they find you? Yes. So on Instagram, I'm at Aaron Claire Jones and Human Design Blueprint. If you want to get your own blueprint book, which is basically a 55 plus page guide to your unique design, like no two are the same. It's going to be like all the most important pieces of your design delivered in like a really just like practical, actionable and empowering way. Like I try to make it accessible to newbies. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to create a discount code for your audience if you <gasps> like. Oh my God, they would love that. We can put it in the comments or something yeah. of the should just be cami oh perfect perfect so it's cami yes um discount code cami discount surprise code cami <laughs> surprise the cami too it's just in. um and that's a really great place to get started and then i also offer individual sessions partnership sessions family sessions that's all at erinclairjones.com and the blueprints at humandesignblueprint.com and i just launched a training so if you're like i want to learn human design and get into it where do you find the time that's my last question <laughs> <laughs> yeah. boundaries team support yes. you know it's been a journey like I used you know it's it's yeah I only launch the things when I have the space mm. I've been meaning to launch a course for five years and only now can I actually do it listen yeah you so accepted the invitation totally the universe totally to I was like it. fine enough people have asked yes but yeah I mean I have support now which really makes all the difference oh, especially as a projector amazing yeah thank you so much oh my god my pleasure this thank was you. beautiful this thank was so you. fun I appreciate it come back anytime Thank you so much for listening. You can catch a new episode of Relationship every single Friday. Make sure you hit that follow button so you don't miss any of the action. And I want to hear from you. So please, if you love the show, leave us a review. But by review, you know I only need five stars only. And let us know what you think. Make sure you follow us on socials at Relationship on Instagram and at Pod on Twitter. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye, bestie.